On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, April the 6th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the uh, Wednesday uh, NHL card. Uh, following another nice betcast last night, appreciate everybody joining us for that. Uh, we stayed on till the end of the uh, Islanders and the Stars game, as we pretty much said we would. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, the live bets were kind of up and down. Not my greatest night with the live wagering last night, but very good on the pregame uh, betting card, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of the uh, plays ended up panning out, especially a lot of those totals. Uh, certainly a good night if you like first period and full game overs for the most part uh, in the NHL last night. Definitely had a lot of goals uh, left and right. Uh, how about the Buffalo Sabres? 4-2 win against Carolina. Uh, as they continue to be an undervalued commodity down the stretch of this regular season. I always love at this time of year, Alex, you find those teams that are well out of the playoffs, but certainly not playing like a team that's well out of the playoffs. And you can find great value in their money line price game in and game out. And that's the Buffalo Sabres right now uh, as they get a nice 4-2 to two win over Carolina last night. Uh, we saw Ottawa beat Montreal by a score of 6-3. to three. Uh, The Rangers with a nice... It's a nice, tidy 3-1 to one win. Uh, they really played well in their own end, helped out and supported Alexander Georgiev and a bounce back for them after two straight losses and a bad loss to the Devils the last time they played them. Uh, they responded with a nice 3-1 win there. Columbus beats Philly 4-2. Colorado, two straight wins over Pittsburgh. Uh, a nice 6-4 win for them. Got outplayed at times during that game, but to be honest with you, they got the save. Uh, Jari, not so much for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in that game. Uh, Nashville, 6-2 over Minnesota. We talked about it. Minnesota was playing well, but definitely a rest advantage for them and Minnesota third and four nights, and definitely the situation favored Nashville, and they took advantage of it with a good 6-2 win. Uh, we saw Detroit, one of the upsets of the night. Boy, I was I was ready to rip up that ticket and throw it in the garbage uh, when Boston was up 2-0 last night. But, boy, Detroit uh, came back and won 5-3. I said that's a dangerous game for Boston. Haven't played in Columbus the night before. Showdown with Tampa Bay coming up in their next game. And they played right into it against Detroit uh, last night, losing 5-3. They got a little angry and frustrated at the end. It got a little nasty at the end of that game as well uh, as the Bruins fall 5-3 to the Wings. Dallas uh, gets past the Islanders 3-2. I think we can officially write off the Islanders uh, at this point as they uh, just don't make any ground on make up any ground on Washington last night. And they already have 11 points to make up. And Edmonton, I'll tell you what, would have been nice to know Leon Dreisaitl wasn't playing like more than uh, 15 minutes before puck drop. But uh, nevertheless, he was a late scratch. Uh, but Edmonton gets past it. Not their best game. They kind of were sleepwalking for a lot of that game. That was definitely not their best performance during this great stretch. Uh, but they do get past San Jose with a 2-1 to one overtime win. Credit to Mike Smith with a hell of a pass to send Connor McDavid alone on that breakaway 
uh, and they end up getting the uh, two to one win uh, on the uh, San Jose Sharks last night. Uh, a win's a win. Like I say, not the best game from Edmonton, but they found a way. That's all that mattered uh, at the end of the night. Uh, Alex, uh, obviously another good bet cast last night and thoughts from you on the uh, Tuesday slate. Yeah, it was an interesting betcast. I had some, a lot of technical issues with what's going on during the betcast, unfortunately. But uh, you got all that stuff out of the way. And, and the bets weren't really that great, but the, the, the games themselves were uh, certainly entertaining. They said a lot of scoring. You know, we keep waiting for the shoot to drop of, you know, teams tightening up defensively. And we, we kind of talked about it, how, you know, we just might not see that the rest of the way in the regular season because of the how condensed the schedule is. And like I said, these scheduling spots, and Minnesota and uh, Nashville, perfect example. Nashville have been off since Friday, uh, you know, and, and catching a, a wild team as well as they've been playing, but third game in four nights, uh, you know, the fatigue just kind of hit them a little harder. And also Nashville just simply just has found a way to play uh, this wild team and beat them. Um, you know, they, there's something in the, about that matchup where the, the Nashville has the edge and other teams don't. So uh, if, if other teams in that Western Conference might want to take note and see how Nashville beats the wild because – uh, like I said, I think the Wild is still the team to beat in that conference as we approach the playoffs, and they have a big game on, on deck tomorrow with uh, St. Louis. And you mentioned the Edmonton game uh, with Mike Smith and Net. He didn't have the best numbers, you know, historically against San Jose with no Leon Dryside. We kind of, you know, wondered out oh, maybe this might be a spot for for the Sharks to take over. Uh, and like I said, Mike Smith with a great pass to Connor McDavid in overtime, their fifth straight win, and now they leapfrog the Kings to take that. Uh, important second spot in the division. They're only four points back at Calgary for the for the top spot in the Pacific. So that is a live race, and I've been saying it all year. The Pacific's going to be down to the wire. Uh, it's now gotten interesting with, with Edmonton coming back now on a five-game win streak. It wasn't the cleanest win, but it is a win. It's two points, and that's that's in, the imperative uh, thing with a lot of these teams now. It's about getting points. Whether you get in regulation or overtime, you got to come out of, out, of, out of these games with at least one point, and they were able to get two uh, on a great play at overtime. Yeah, and beat teams you feel you should get two points against, like Edmonton right. last night against uh, San Jose. And all that mattered in the end was they found a way to win. And, of course, I left out the Leaf-Florida game, which was the craziest uh, game of the night. 5-1 lead for Florida, or for Toronto, uh, and Florida comes back, wins 7-6 uh, in overtime. Uh, look, if you're Toronto, you're pissed off. You didn't find a way to win that game as you should be. You should still find a way to close that game out. But Florida's done this to multiple teams this year. That offense is just so uh, quick strike and explosive and depth laden with four lines that they just roll out in waves and all of them can find the back of the net. They're never, ever out of a game. And they proved it again last night with that comeback against uh, Toronto. Uh, Andrew McGinnis joining us as well as uh, just his crazy run in the NHL continues. Andrew, what's going on? How are things and how was last night? What's up, guys? Yeah, doing well. Happy to uh, have a nice bounce back uh, uh, <clears throat> best bet there. Uh, on the show with ice guys here with the Colorado over. Um, I mean, that game versus Pittsburgh after we saw a three, two, just a couple days ago. Um, but I'll tell you what guys, I mean, a couple different uh, sequences yesterday that we saw between a couple different games and just like that wild one. I had a wrong read on that one and the spot screamed the predators, but uh, I ignored the spot on the show. So I kind of wrong about that one, but uh, my favorite play uh, alongside with that Colorado one was the Rangers. And, you know, it just seemed to be a great spot for them. And I mentioned how much more important it was to me that they were off two losses and were motivated. And, no. you know, a lot of times I, I, I've said this a lot of times to you guys, but I think there's certain teams that you miss one player and it might not be a big deal and certain teams you miss one player and it might be, well, how about both? I know it sounds weird comparing these two teams guys, but how about the Oilers and the devils yesterday? No Jack Hughes, no Leon, 
all of a sudden those teams just look a little bit different in how they operate, who carries the puck in, who's shooting three or four shots every game makes a real big difference, you know? So, and just my quick thoughts on that Toronto and Florida game, I'm not going to come in here and crap all over the Leafs. What I am going to say is that that win is not good for either team because number one, if you were to change the rules of hockey and tell me the objective of hockey in the playoffs is to be a first goal, first team to win uh, score six goals, I'd put as much money as I can and sell my car tomorrow on the Florida Panthers to win the cup. But the fact of the matter is that's not how you win uh, hockey games, especially in the playoffs. You don't need to score seven goals to win a game in the playoffs. And for me, for the Panthers to have been proving that they have to do that lately in order to win hockey games, that's not very good. And it was obviously a bad spot for the Leafs. They blow that lead, but at least they held that lead for a long time. So um, I think people kind of overreacted on Twitter yesterday about, Wow, another great comeback from Florida. And I, I was one of those people. But are you really going to be impressed if they do that come playoff time? I mean, you're gonna if, it, if it's the first round of their playoff series and they're down 4-1, are you going to sit back and say, eh, they've done it before? I won't be. You know, because they can't do that every single game. And they no. have kind of built that habit to do of that doing in the that. playoffs as well. That yeah. Something you have to factor in, yeah. It was funny, though, that Oilers game. Because, uh, like, all, all of my plays that I've officially bet were, were over. You know, getting messages from people. What do you think about the Sharks and Oilers game? And you guys know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, to be honest with you, I'm probably going to look at betting something live. And then yeah. what happened, right? Mike Smith, the guy we love to make fun of, gets the gets the assist on the game winner. Yeah. Mike Smith with the play. Yeah, and he's I mean, he's a great puck handler too. I think people forget about that. You know, before the trapezoid, this is a guy who actually, you know, was probably one of the last guys that really would like to play the puck. He actually, he has a gold credited to his uh, his career as well. So, I mean, it was an incredible play and, and, and a good you know awareness from him. And you know, you're not going to see a lot of goalies make that try to attempt that pass, even if they are skilled enough to do that. But uh, yeah. like I said, it was, it was just a per- perfect timing. We always said he could handle the puck well. We we got a lot of issues with Mike Smith, and usually handling the puck is not one of them. He's always been very good in that regard, and obviously put his uh, 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 talent on display with terms of handling the puck, pushing that pass right to the middle of the ice, bringing McDavid on that breakaway uh, for that overtime goal last night against uh, San Jose. So very impressive stuff there for the Oilers to uh, finish that game off and get the uh, two to one win. Uh, against the uh, Sharks. All right, we got uh, just a handful of games tonight, five on this uh, Wednesday uh, NHL card. So we'll get to it with a, uh, well, we um, usually it's a pretty good matchup. Usually I'm into this game. I'm not really as into this game tonight, but we'll talk about it here. Tampa Bay and Washington. We've got Tampa Bay minus 145 road favorites, uh, six and a half the total. This really is the who gives a shit bowl as far as I'm concerned tonight, this game. Uh, Tampa Bay is playing like a team that I don't even think they really care. Second, third, uh, you know, they've just been through the playoff wars now so many years, multiple Stanley Cup championships in a row the last couple. I don't even think they're all that concerned with where they finished. They certainly aren't playing like it. Uh, I mean, they really have looked. There's a, there's been a lethargic. There's been a lethargicness about their game. Let's I, I got to say it with Tampa Bay. They have not looked crisp. They've not looked sharp. They've not looked dialed in. Uh, for multiple games, that's two losses in a row for them against Montreal and Toronto. And you could even say in the games they played against, you know, Detroit, where they won in overtime. Uh, you know, the, the the Chicago game, they won five two. I didn't. I thought they still made some gaffes in that game, and they let you know uh, the rush chances from the opponent. That's the thing I'm noticing with Tampa. They're giving up way too many rush chances 
All right. And maybe this is just we're disinterested a little bit right now. We're in the final three weeks of the regular season. We want the playoffs to get here. Uh, but they're giving up way too many rush chances, way too many for a team like the Lightning. Uh, we're not used to seeing them giving up these two-on-ones and letting uh, opposing forwards get behind the defense repeatedly. It happens just a ton of times against uh, the Leafs the other night uh, in that 6-2 to two loss. So I don't like where their, de their details are uh, right now. The details of their game are messed up at the moment. Uh, and that's maybe a concern of the, for this team in terms of, you know, are we getting their best foot forward here the rest of the season? And are, are a team that really, truly is invested in, oh, we really got to get second here in the Atlantic division. Oh, we really got to get third or whatever the case may be. I, they don't look like they're overly concerned. It's like, let's get these games over with and let's get the playoffs started. It's kind of the mentality I see from Tampa Bay. So I can't say I'm rushing to lay a price on the road with the Lightning right now. But on the flip side, after what I saw from Washington on Sunday night against uh, the Minnesota Wild, I basically said I took Washington because I thought they're rested. You know, Minnesota's played a lot of hockey. They're definitely going to look to play well after getting smacked by Carolina at home. That 6-1 to one game uh, was the game before that one, and they were just every bit as bad uh, against Minnesota as they were against Carolina. And I said, you know what, unless I get a distinct quote from Ovechkin or LaViolette or one of the other players that they are really truly into this game and dialed in, I won't be making another Washington bet the rest of the season on them. I just, I won't be. Uh, and that's the way I feel here uh, about them. I'm not trusting this team again now. They are out there. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, or they are, I should say, they're not. They're locked into their playoff spot, I should say. But they're not going to get caught from behind uh, by the New York Islanders. Uh, they're locked into their spot. I get a real sense of disillusionment and disinterest right now from the Washington Capitals. I'm seeing forwards just go right through the two defensemen time and time again. Uh, poor Vanacek gets you know, hung out to dry in a lot of these games here the last couple. Has he been good? No, but, I mean, they've really hung him out to dry with some shoddy defending in front of him the last few games. Just that team does not look like they're dialed in right now, uh, the Washington Capitals. And to me, that's a clear sign after what I saw against Minnesota that this is a stay-off team for the rest of the regular season. For me, uh, I'm not looking to back this team. They're locked into their spot. Uh, there's no urgency whatsoever uh, for these last three weeks of the regular season. They're locked into their positioning pretty much uh, that second wild card spot. Uh, so this really becomes a game where who wants it more? Does anybody want it? You know, and that, that you'd think Tampa Bay would want it because you would think second in the Atlantic matters and home ice advantage in that first round series matters. But they've just been through the playoffs so much and they have no problem winning on the road. Maybe they don't even care that much. You know, that's what I get that vibe uh, from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, to me, this would be nothing on the side. Maybe you can get there with an over uh, if both teams aren't going to treat this with the utmost intensity, which usually shows up at the defensive end. So uh, maybe probably would, we'll have a small bet here over six and a half. But I think from a side perspective, it's a difficult read right now with both of these teams. Alex, what do you think? Lightning Capitals. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it on the head. It's, it's hard to kind of, you know, side with Tampa Bay or side with Washington. That's why I like to draw here. Uh, I got a plus 345. You know, these two teams can, you know, they play close historically against one another. Two of the last few meetings have gone to overtime. Like you said, if, if Tampa Bay, you know, they have more of an emphasis to try to earn points than Washington right now. Like the Washington at this point, they can't really get caught from behind. Uh, Tampa has a little more incentive if they want to get home ice. Like you said, it doesn't seem like that's the case right now. The way they've played of late, has been really up and down. So I could easily see this being a 3-3 game going into OT. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, who has the better, the better opportunity in the three-on-three -three or, or shootout. So 
345 I think that's a, a decent price. I've cashed a few of these with Tampa uh, down the stretch and with Washington throughout the year. So I like to draw here plus 345. That might be the best options. Just take a shot with the draw and think both teams are just, you know, neither one's good enough or motivated enough to gain separation. So maybe look toward a draw here tonight. Uh, Andrew, how about you? Lightning caps. Yeah, I mean, I locked this out and at six, but uh, I, I still would lean towards the over here in this one. If, if I'm playing the side, I'll tell you what, I, I wanted Tampa, but I still don't love the minus 145 for kind of all the reasons you listed, Ian, about the disinterest, so to speak. But you know, all that said, I know it's only two losses apiece in a row, but I, I think both teams enter this one a little pissed off. And whether you want to believe they still don't care, I think that after the loss against Toronto, that was a marginal loss. That wasn't just a close loss. They lost by four goals. The one before that was a shootout loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, they don't appreciate that one either. Oh, yeah. And remind you, both those games were at home. So they're on the road now against Washington. Washington, they've gotten their asses kicked in the last two games, giving up six and giving up five, both marginal victories. Or excuse me, uh, yeah, for the opposition. I think the overs in play here. I, I think that Washington will get some at home. Um, they've only scored two goals in their last two games. They've got to be fired up to put pucks on net tonight. Tampa hasn't looked the best defensively either, which is very uncharacteristic of them. Vasilevsky's actually been letting in some squeakers. You know, I lean towards Tampa because I think I, I think they're even more reliable than Washington. That's not really saying much right now, but I think the over is the play. Like I said, I locked in six. I still think six and a half is the play here, but uh, hey, what Alex said about the 3-3 draw, brother, I'll, I'll take that all day. We'll both win. <laughs> That's right, a little draw at 3-3. Three, three. Uh, that would make everybody happy. Uh, that's for sure. All right, Detroit, Winnipeg. We've got Winnipeg, uh, minus 270, home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Red Wings, obviously a huge uh, upset win uh, last night against the uh, Boston Bruins, 5-3. However, before we give them too much praise, do have to acknowledge just how masterful uh, Nedeljkovic was and what a big part he played in that game. Almost 50 saves. You know, Boston was peppering the net, but just couldn't find a way to put enough pucks behind uh, Alex Nedeljkovic last night uh, in that 5-3 Detroit win. Uh, that's now five straight overs uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings, and I'm riding that over train until it... Uh, stops at the station at this point. So I do think we'll see goals tonight here with Detroit, especially a back-to-back -back, uh, situation for them. It's not a very good defense, even though they won last night. They still gave up three goals, and they gave up almost 50 shots. They're probably going to have a tough time uh, trying to slow down a Winnipeg Jets team that is much closer to full strength tonight. And great news for Winnipeg, Kyle Connor uh, returning to the lineup tonight. Uh, he's been in COVID protocol the last couple games, but uh, getting him back, they've hit three games without him. Uh, and look, this is a guy that's posting career highs and goals and assists, 41 goals, 41 assists uh, for Kyle Connor this year. Uh, so getting him back is absolutely enormous here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And look, they're probably not making the playoffs. I think the Kings loss on Saturday night uh, probably put them behind the eight ball in terms of uh, making the uh, postseason. But, you know, they've still got to keep on battling right till the end. Still 12 games left and they're still, you know, seven points back uh, of the Dallas Stars who have the uh, second wild card spot right now uh, in the Western Conference. So they're not mathematically out yet. So I, I expect the Jets to bring a good effort tonight. They've certainly got the schedule uh, in their favor tonight with Detroit uh, on the back-to-back. -back. Uh, Winnipeg has been off since that Saturday night home loss. 
uh, to the LA Kings three to two. I think it's one of those nights where we see Winnipeg's offense pop off here against likely starter uh, Thomas Grice uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings after Nadelkovich was in last night. And I'll tell you what, if you look at recent uh, numbers for Thomas Grice, it's been uh, pretty rough. Uh, for him as the uh, backup netminder for the uh, Red Wings. Uh, he's really, really struggled. How about 0-5? How about 5.72 goals against average and 840 save percentage uh, over his last eight outings? That's pretty That's pretty bad. That's pretty horrendous right there. 5.42 uh, goals against... 5.72. Jeez, I gave him too much credit. 5.72 <laughs> goals against average and 840 save percentage in his last... Uh, eight outings in net. So uh, I'm actually going to have three bets here. I'm on, I'm actually on a rare puck line as well with Winnipeg. I think this is Winnipeg by margin here. Uh, can it be sometimes trust for tough to trust Winnipeg? Yes, but rested team catching Detroit on the back to back after the uh, upset win against Boston uh, last night, I'm going to go ahead with the jets minus one and a half minus one Oh five uh, on the puck line for the full game. I also like the jets team total. Uh, over three and a half at minus 145. And I also like the full game over six and a half here uh, in this game at minus 110. So there you go. Three bets for me on this Wings Jets matchup. Uh, Alex, Detroit, Winnipeg. Yeah, you know, I kind of teased this on the betcast last night. I said uh, this would probably be one of the draws that I like, and it is at plus 425. I could see this being kind of a slower paced game because of the, the issues Detroit has had defensively. Uh, like I said, the Dunkovic was, was stellar, and, and it, you know, his play along with the Bruins is kind of folding under themselves is the reason they, they were able to come back and get that win. Winnipeg doesn't deserve the late 270 to anybody right now, to be honest. Uh, like I said, you know, their team that still mathematically has a chance to make it, but, you know, the back-to-back losses, you'd think you'd ha- see a better effort from them. They kind of know the writing's on the wall. This, this season's uh, just about finished. This definitely feels like it could be a back-and-forth pace game, which would lend itself to the over, even at 6.5, which I, I don't think I've bet over 6.5 all year. Uh, but if there was one I would look at, it would be this. I could I could see this being kind of almost what we saw with Toronto, Florida, just kind of back and forth, high scoring, and, and you know somehow it ends up still being tied after 60 minutes. And I was mentioning in the chat, someone was asking about what is the regulation draw. So that's a three way bet. So you can bet three ways, you know, either side Detroit or Winnipeg to win within 60 minutes, or bet the draw. And I want to emphasize this. I've, I've done it several times this year. You want to look for that as opposed to the yes no overtime prop. Because you will see a wide discrepancy in price. A yes, no overtime prop, you'll see overtime be plus, you know, let's say for this game, 325, where you're seeing plus 400, plus 420 for the regulation draw. So books, you know, use that that wording to try to catch people off guard. So you, you want to look for the regulation draw as opposed to yes, no, or overtime when playing these rounds. Yeah, good good piece of advice there for that. I also am going to have some props for the Jets. Like, it's going to be Connor for sure. He's one of those guys he doesn't need to uh, – need any time to really get his footing again he's had so many instances where he's been out in the game he comes back he lights the lamp uh he's very capable of doing that it's not like he needs time to warm up and get back into the flow of things so i think connor will find the back of the net ehlers has eight goals in the last 11 games uh for the winnipeg jets so certainly can't go wrong with looking toward nikolai ehlers uh right now for the uh, winnipeg jets and uh He's been uh, definitely uh, soaring offensively the last several games. Uh, Andrew, any thoughts here? Red Wings, Jets. Uh, you know, it sounds so simple, Ian, but I like the over in this one again. You know, um, I like the efforts we're getting from Detroit, but uh, it's just their defense is horrible. You know, and I think that Winnipeg is going to be motivated tonight. Winnipeg's going to give a good effort at home. 
but guys, I don't like the the minus two seventy. I don't like the regulation line. You know, the puck line isn't even that intriguing. Um, so the way I looked at it was, I I can expect Detroit to get a few, but it wouldn't shock me to see like a five four win. Honestly, from Winnipeg, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't shock me. Um, and if they don't put up those big goals, then that plus one and a half, I actually think is in the cards for for Detroit, but. I'm staying off. You know, I think that realistically, it, it, it is a good spot for Winnipeg. No doubt about it. You read off the stats for the goaltenders here. I just don't like the 270 for Winnipeg. And it kind of just turned me off right away when I saw all the other options and how I bet them. So I think, you know, like Alex talks about, this is a real good game to wait. Try and get a five and a half and then slam it because I think we're going to be able to see goals, maybe not early on in the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh live live over is in play if it somehow gets off to a slow start here definitely could uh, end up being the uh, case and uh, like I say for the Jets it's just very good big rest advantage for them which is really matters at this time of year too we're talking now the last couple weeks of the regular season here where when you have a team with the major rest advantage against the uh, team that's flying in on a back-to-back that that really shows up more uh, this time of year, uh, even last night, again, with Toronto, Florida, it was took a while, but the Leafs eventually you could see them wearing down the longer that game went uh, on the uh, back to back against uh, arrested Florida team. So uh, rest versus back to back. Definitely. Those are situations you got to uh, keep an eye on here uh, at this time of year. All right. Next up, we've got Seattle and St. Louis. Uh, we've got the Blues minus 120 minus 220 uh, home favorites here. Six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Blues uh, back home here. Uh, look, playing good hockey, St. Louis. We got to give them uh, credit. They are on a, a nice little streak here, four and one the last five games. The only loss was in overtime against Edmonton, where they were rallied from a big early hole uh, to tie that game, uh, and then they ended up falling short in overtime. But bounced back, won in Calgary, uh, took care of business, and thumped Arizona five to one uh, the other night uh, in that game. So Blues playing pretty well. And Blues offensively uh, playing very well at the moment as well. So I'm really going to keep this simple and go Blues team total uh, over three and a half minus 125. I think that's probably the bet right now. They've scored five against Zona, six against Calgary, five against Edmonton, four against uh, Vancouver, four against Vancouver there. I mean, we've seen this team now five straight games, at least four goals put in the net by the uh, St. Louis Blues. And uh, I think they can do that here at home against the uh, Seattle Kraken. And uh, Chris Drieger, uh, who has been uh, confirmed in net tonight for uh, the Seattle Kraken. Drieger's been better lately. I will give him that. The last three starts, his numbers are damn good. 1.35 goals against, 958 save percentage. Uh, We'll see if he can carry that over here. You know, he gave up just two against Vegas, just the one uh, allowed to L.A., and then, of course, just one goal allowed to Dallas in that home win against the Stars on Sunday night. So maybe it's not a slam dunk for the Blues to get four goals here. But, man, I just like the way they're rolling offensively. Five-on-five offense has been there for St. Louis. Uh, the power play continues to be very good. They just got Jordan Cairo back Monday uh, after missing three games due to an illness. Uh, right now, Robert Thomas is on a six-game point streak, three goals, three assists. Buchnevich has five goals and four assists in the last six games. David Perron is a goal and five assists, six points uh, in the last five games. Uh, so there you go. I just gave you a bunch of St. Louis players that if you're interested in player props tonight, Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, Cairo, uh, and of course, David Perron, uh, definitely good options as far as uh, that is concerned. So 
even with Drieger's better form, St. Louis, Seattle has been scrappy. Seattle has been competitive lately. Uh, but I think St. Louis can still get to four tonight. So Blues team total would be the way I'd approach this game. Uh, looks like we've lost Alex. Andrew, what do you think here? Seattle, St. Louis. I don't have the best luck the last time I did this with uh, St. Louis, actually. This was in their game against Arizona, Ian. Um, I had the first period puck line, and yep. uh, I believe it, it lost, and then they had like four goals in yes. the second period yeah. uh, or something I like too. that. But I said, no, I'm not doing that well again. With it. Oh, you're going to try it again. All right, first period. <laughs> first period puck line with the St. Louis Blues. I think they've been a good team with their starts, but um, not good enough apparently. But I think the Seattle Kraken have had a, just an absolute mixed bag of a schedule recently with some tough games mixed in there. Now traveling to St. Louis, a team that's uh, – I'd say laser focused right now. So I think it's a pretty good wager. Um, Trying to find the, the updated number here for that. I mean, it's, it's a plus price. I know that. Uh, let me just pull this up here. Uh, first period. Um, yeah. So you can get, you can either take that uh, money there. Here we go. The first period puck line. Yeah. It's like plus plus one twenty, something like that. So, I mean, the, these these prices are pretty good when you can get that stuff. And, and you know, you look at a, a hot start from a team like that. And for Seattle, the way that they've played against teams with records above 500 have not been good. They give up far too many goals against good teams. And I don't think St. Louis will take them lightly out, out the gate. I was frustrated by that, too, on Monday night because that's the one bet I made on St. Louis in that game was first period and everything else would have won team total. Full game puck line, you name it. It all would have You hate to see it. You so, hate to see it. tonight, watch it though. They'll get like uh, three goals in the first period, a three nothing lead. They'll win three one or something. <laughs> shorter. So that might sometimes that's the way it works. But I'm going to stick to my guns here with the team total. Uh, Alex, back with us now. What do you think, yeah. Kraken Blues? Yeah, I'm right there with you with that team total. I don't want to rely on Seattle having to chip in goals, even though it's at a six. I feel like this game could go should go over six. Uh, as a full total, but I just feel more comfortable backing St. Louis. Their offense is rolling. We know how Seattle can be stagnant offensively at times. Uh, and with Billy Huso in that, like I said, he's certainly emerged as the number one guy for the, for the Blues. Uh, so I, like I said, just take Seattle out of the equation, just you know, hope they can give up four. So I go Blues team total over three and a half. We got Vegas and Vancouver, Vegas hosting Vancouver next up. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights minus 170 home favorites, five and a half the total. This is officially, I think they're done anyway, uh, Bruce Boudreaux and the Vancouver Canucks, but this is a fit. This is the last stand. Lose tonight, and it is finished in terms of any playoff hopes for them uh, because they're eight points in the rears of the Golden Knights already. And now, if you lose back to back, head to head matchups against Vegas, your, your goose is cooked you know, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, this is it for Vancouver. They've got to win this one, but I don't think they're going to win it. I think Vegas is now back home where they played uh, pretty good hockey. Uh, you know, they just continue to uh, get healthier, start to play good again, five straight wins coming into tonight. Uh, they beat Nashville 6-1 to one at home. They uh, have that miraculous comeback against Chicago 5-4, that crazy Saturday afternoon game, my first weekend in San Antonio. I couldn't believe how crazy that game turned it out to be uh they went on the road swept seattle and of course beat vancouver in overtime uh, in van city over the weekend but i'll tell you what even when vegas was at their lowest point you know a few weeks ago with all the injuries all the depletion all the shorthanded roster that they had the one constant was they were still finding ways to win at home 
at T-Mobile Arena. They were still finding ways to put wins on the board and get two points on home ice, like when they beat LA 5-1 and they beat Florida. Remember, five. that was the game Andrew was there uh, in attendance, that yeah. uh, Vegas-Florida game, 5-3 uh, Golden Knights, and they were still ravaged big time uh, due to injury at that point and still beat a very good Florida team on home ice. So, yeah, Vancouver may need the win. They're not better than Vegas right now, and Vegas is starting to get healthier uh, going into this game. Uh, you look at it, they've, just, they've already seen, obviously, uh, Big Nab and Martinez get back on the ice recently. Zach Whitecloud has come back for them. Uh, Robin Leonard's come back. Really now they're just waiting upon Will Carrier, Nick Hague on the blue line, Brett Howden, a depth forward, and, of course, the big three up front, Pacioretty, uh, Stone, and Smith, uh, still waiting on their returns. But what I like is they found ways to win now as they start to get a little bit healthier putting some good hockey together, going on a run. I kind of thought that the Donov moment where he uh, has the trades voided and he somehow scores that game winner against Chicago could be a rallying cry for Vegas. They get they get on a roll. It's like a karma thing. You know, it's just, wow, here's the Donov getting that overtime winner after the trade got nixed. Uh, and all of a sudden, now watch Vegas go on a little bit of a hot run, hot streak. And that's exactly what's happened. They haven't lost since that uh, Chicago game where they came back to beat the Blackhawks. They got a good thing going right now, and yep. uh, I don't want to step in front of that. So don't know if I'll bet the game because it is the last kick at the can, if you will, for Vancouver. But I would only look Vegas and probably in regulation if I were to take the Golden Knights here. Uh, Alex, what do you think your Canucks Golden Knights? Yeah, I feel like some of the members of the Canucks, while they're in Vegas, might be planning some vacation, uh, uh, making some vacation <laughs> plans while they're there. Might as well, you know, kill two birds with one stone in that aspect. I, I like Vegas here in regulation, minus a dollar twenty. So they're on a hot run right now, one five in a row, and you know, to this is basically they can literally launch themselves off of Vancouver and try to move themselves into that wild card race once again, which is going to be tight all the way through Dallas, Nashville, Vegas. And now even L.A., with the way they've kind of dropped off a couple of games, those four teams in the rotation are going to be uh, fighting it out. So this, these are this is a huge two points for Vegas at home to keep this run going. I like them to take care of business tonight. Like in uh, Vegas and regulation. And that's the funny thing about this streak for Vegas. You know, it's not like it's put them leaps and bounds in a better spot in the playoff race. You know, this five-game win streak. They're entering tonight on the outside looking in. You know, believe it or not, you know, Nashville's got 84 first wild card, Dallas 83 with the second wild card. And then there's Vegas with 82 points. They're actually still on the outside looking in, even after winning five in a row. So there can't be any uh, let up here for the Vegas Golden Knights. They've still got to keep piling up wins here in this uh, uh, game and moving forward as they are just, you know, unfortunately, Dallas and Nashville keep winning uh, as well. Uh, and they are the teams, of course, just ahead of Vegas at the moment. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Vancouver and Vegas? Uh, you know, we always say it's funny when, uh, you know, you're the last person to speak after everything you guys said there. I have a shot on Va on Vancouver, guys. You know, I, I just based on how successful Vegas has been recently, I feel like, you know, one loss isn't going to ruin their playoff hopes. And I think if there's going to be a loss in the next little while for them, it might be this one. And uh, these teams are going to play three times in, uh, I think, their four or five game span. They're going to play again, I think, next week. You know, so if you're talking about th th these two teams, how many times they play each other. And let's not kid ourselves here, guys. I mean, I was at that Florida game. Very impressive. Every single team that Vegas has beaten on that small win streak they've had so far, besides Nashville, guess what they are? Not playoff teams. 
Vancouver has been playing some very competitive games. Most of the losses they've had recently are by only one goal. And oh yeah, they're playing against playoff teams. So look, I'm not saying it's a lock or a big play or whatever, but I think that this is mispriced. I think Vancouver, the number has gone down plus 150. If you can get that, definitely I've, I've endorsed that, but I've seen 135 now at some shops. Um, I think Vancouver's a good spot play here today, and I think that they aren't going to make the, make the playoffs for me, unfortunately, but they aren't going to give up, and this could be a good spot for them. Yeah, yeah. It, it most, I, I do agree with you there. You'll get Vancouver's biggest punch. It's a question of is it going to be enough tonight against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, but you will get you know all-out balls to the wall, season-on-the-line type desperate, or at least you should, uh, from the Vancouver Canucks tonight. And the only, like Another concern they've got is the injury situation. Obviously, Brock Besser out, Quinn Hughes, a game-time decision on the blue line for the Canucks tonight due to an illness. So at this point, we're not sure if they're going to have they're going to have one of their best forwards out for sure and Besser and Hughes, one of their, if not their best defensemen, might be out as well for the uh, Canucks. So don't like to see that in a game you absolutely have to have and a game you absolutely need the two points. So definitely we'll see if uh, Vancouver can overcome what could be some critical absences tonight uh, for this game against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. All right, the final game of this Wednesday card, Calgary Flames, Anaheim Ducks. Calgary minus 260 road favorite, six the total uh, in this game. I don't think I'll bet the game pregame. It's like I don't have a strong take on it right now. Uh, Calgary certainly bounced back to beat L.A. 3-2 after three straight losses. And it was a short, rapid revenge situation as well. Losing to L.A. at home at the Saddledome uh, last week. Figured you'd get a good effort from the Flames on Monday night. You did uh, as they took care of business with a 3-2 win against the uh, L.A. Kings. Uh, they'll look to build on that here against Anaheim, who just continued to really not beat anybody other than the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, that's the way it's been here for uh, Anaheim. One and nine in their last 10 games. They get thumped by Edmonton six to one uh, on Sunday night. Uh, it's just a team that has struggled mightily. Hasn't helped that they've had a lot of key cogs out, uh, the uh, Anaheim Ducks. But at the same point in time, uh, you know, when you're talking Troy Terry possibly not playing, Although his eye injury, he was back for practice. So maybe a sign he could be back in the lineup here for the uh, Anaheim Ducks tonight. And of course, Ryan Getzlaf, uh, lower body injury, uh, announced, of course, yesterday that he will be retiring uh, at the end of this season. Great career, really was. Uh, you know, talk about everything that he did for Anaheim, not only scoring goals in the offensive side, but leadership, you know, being a captain, winning big faceoffs, being a physical presence dropping the gloves, which he's done a lot uh, in his career. I mean, Ryan Getzlaff, just a good old-fashioned meat and potatoes, could do a little bit of everything for you, hockey player. And don't sleep on what he did, obviously, uh, the cup year with uh, Anaheim a long time ago, but don't sleep on the fact that, uh, you know, what he did internationally, you know, representing Canada as well, multiple world championships, world junior championships, Olympics, uh, go on down the list. So, Great career for uh, Ryan Getzlaff. And uh, circle the date where they have that final home game for uh, Ryan Getzlaff. Yeah. you got to think Anaheim's bringing something that night uh, in honor of their captain who will be retiring at the end of uh, this season. But as for tonight, you know, the one, we, we do know the long-term issues Calgary's had uh, in Anaheim. This has always been one of those places that's been a house of horrors for them. Still, the long-term record is 4-32 and for Calgary. Uh, in the last 36 trips to uh, Anaheim, uh, they play tomorrow. They should win this game. I still can't trust Anaheim with how poorly they're playing. Their only win in their last 10 games is against Arizona. 
you know, so it's very, very difficult for uh, me to take Anaheim, even getting the price they're getting here. Uh, but at the same time, am I rushing to lay the price with Calgary and you know, a place that sometimes gives them some trouble? Uh, not really. So it's going to be a pass for me with the uh, Flames uh, and the Ducks. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Calgary, Anaheim? Yeah, you, you took the words right out of my mouth about circling April 24th. That's Anaheim uh, playing San, uh, St. Louis. That would be the final home game for the Ducks, and that will most certainly be uh, depending on price. And if, if St. Louis has already clinched the playoff spot, more likely to be looking at Anaheim uh, backing them for that final home game. But, yep. yeah, with this game tonight, if anything, it's a lean toward the draw. I didn't officially add it, uh, and I probably won't because uh, Calgary should take care of business and get two points here. If anything, maybe even look at a Calgary team total over uh, only laying a dollar twenty there with three and a half. Anaheim, you can't back them at, at any point. Like I said, un, until that game, there's no way to, to back this Ducks team right now, especially playing uh, higher up competition. Yes, Calgary at 432 record. I mean, you got to take that with a bit of a grain of salt. The, there's a lot of bad Calgary teams throughout that run. Uh, that was when Anaheim was playing some of their better hockey. There was a couple playoff series involved there as well. So uh, this hasn't been even with you know Calgary playing better hockey. The last meeting that they played against Anaheim in Anaheim, game went in overtime, uh, and they ended up losing it. So this probably looks like a game that could go to OT, but I already have a couple of draw plays uh, in, in mind, so I'm going to pass this. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's a question whether Getzlaff Getz will play tonight. If he's, he's got a lower body injury, we'll see if he's in. Uh, they're more hopeful that Terry will play. Uh, and I, of course, his eye, if you saw the picture of it, yeah. from the Jay Beagle incident that everybody was talking about yeah. from that Anaheim, Arizona game. And, yeah, it was ugly to see just as like a friggin' like just a pickled beat. That's what it looked like is uh, uh, around the eye area. It was definitely uh, not really good. So uh, good, it would be good to see if uh, Troy Terry ends up getting back on the ice so quickly after what happened and what went down between the Yotes and Ducks. Last For the record, he threw the first punch. Yes. So yeah. Terry did, but at the same time, Beagle doesn't have to keep on wailing. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Horrible, uh, on his part to keep going like that. To and be honest, though, I don't like what uh... – I don't like what Trevor Zegers said to the media. I think he kind of, I think he actually embarrassed himself with what he said to the media. That kind of stuff you keep in house. Maybe you say a couple words, but he looked like a young, like, I mean, he's a co- only a couple years younger than me, but yeah. he looked like a kid that's going to look back at that tape and regret stuff he said because he looked like a kid that was whining to the media. And it's like, dude, you don't play college anymore. You don't play in the U.S. development team anymore. You're in the big show. You know what I mean? Like shit like that happens. There's a physical you price know, that's paid you know, in the NHL. You know? it is. And guess whose fault it is, dude, that that happened. Your fault because you were picking at the goalie trying to score another goal and your teammate stuck up for you and got his ass kicked. So yeah. probably why he felt so bad because it's his fault that his teammate got his butt kicked and his face punched in. Everybody but, made mistakes on that whole incident. Everybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, Jay Beagle made a mistake, kept, kept punching him when he's clearly not a fighter and he's clearly not fighting back. Uh, you don't need to be digging at the pocket there if you're Zegras in a 5 nothing uh, game like that. Uh, I know uh, you're in control of the game, but what are you trying to get, a sixth goal? You've already got the game won. It's 5 nothing, yeah. and you're poking at a loose puck with the goalie, and Arizona didn't like that. And then to make it matters worse, the Arizona color guy, Tyson Nash, is talking nonsense, saying about that's what you get for skilling it up, and you want to, you yeah. know. Yeah, what we someone's got talent and is going to score nice goals, and now they got to you know get their brains beat in because of that. I mean, yeah. well, well, thirty yeah. years ago when players you know scored nice goals like that, and then somebody tried to hit them, there was actually somebody there who could defend you know their teammates, and yes. uh, you know because we don't have that anymore. And guess yeah. who they, they so, traded away, Alex? Yeah, yeah Josh Manson. 
It didn't do that. Josh Mance and Delorier, two of the, the yeah. best fighters they had in the lineup. So, you yeah. know, things like that are going to happen. The most egregious thing that, for me, other than Beagle, like I said, still throwing punches after Terry was down, was that you see everybody else just standing around scrumming. They're still all holding their sticks. They still all have their gloves on. And then you wonder why somebody has a serious eye injury. We just saw it about a month ago in the AHL as a player for Policing Rockford. of these matters is terrible in today's NHL. Yep. In, in Rockford in the AHL, this is about a month ago. I forget. I can't think of the guy's name. He's he's one of the guys. He's not exactly in the Hawks system. He's a, he's just a minor league player. But he got cut badly under his eye, and they're still fighting with these visors on because they don't want the guys taking their helmets off. You're going to have more issues like this, and, and hopefully we don't see any super serious injuries, but you're going to have more facial issues when you have guys still swinging their sticks around in scrums, still trying to throw punches with gloves and, and keeping their visors on. There's a reason you take all those things off when you fight. So yeah. you can't have it both ways. Either go on and fight, take your gear off and, and be safe, or you know keep keep your mitts on, you know, keep them cemented to your hands and, and move along, one or the other. I agree. The visors being kept on by players when they engage in a fight is, to me, I, I don't like it's it. It's awful. Yeah. I'm bothered by that because yeah. it's easy for someone to break their hand, hitting, trying to swing and hit one of those visors. You can break your hand or at least yeah. break a bone in the hand yeah. uh, doing that very easily. So yeah. to me, that was a very, very simple fix. Take the damn visor off. Both guys, take the helmets off, take the buckets off, take the lids off. And just go at it after that. You know, yeah. the refs the refs are already gonna stop the, yeah. the fight as soon as it hits the ice. You're not gonna see guys yeah. pop up and, and keep swinging anymore. So that that takes care of the head injury issue. Yeah. Basically, you know, but but you're gonna have all these facial injuries and hand injuries continue uh the more you see guys swinging around with their equipment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh Andrew, did you have anything? Calgary Anaheim. No, I didn't actually. I you know looked at this game. I lean towards the under actually in this one. I feel like uh, we're gonna see a lower scoring game, good defensive one from Calgary. Look at what Calgary's done recently here, guys. They still haven't played a rock-solid defensive game, you know. And uh, I I, uh, I had them against L.A., and in that game, they took stupid penalties. They allowed lots of chances. Mark Sherm actually had to make a couple big saves. So Anaheim's not really lighting it up either. So kind of where I'd go is this would be kind of my favorite under on the night. Yep. Yeah, I could see that because I think – and look, L.A. stayed – or Calgary stayed under the total with L.A., uh, on Monday night, three two, and they're talking on the road trip about the, getting their penalty kill to be better. Uh, great quote from Gaudreau saying, "We have a big road trip here. We didn't play too too well toward the end of our homestand, and I agree with them there. To get on the road here, it feels like it's been a while since we've been on a road trip. It's kind of nice. You have a road trip mentality. Started with a big win here in LA, and have another big one coming up against Anaheim. So you get that sense this is going to be a road trip. Maybe Calgary puts some things together as a nice road trip. Again, they got everybody on the road. Team bonding stuff, kind of Gaudreau uh, alluding to that. So uh, maybe Calgary ends up having a, a nice road trip. Started off well uh, against LA. We'll see if they can keep it going tonight uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, great stuff with Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith. On this Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys, uh, 163 live viewers hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Uh, and before we get to best bets, of course, we want to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. And with us here at the uh, Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network, a reminder, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 uh, in free bets if they win. Uh, it's that simple. Uh, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Uh, use promo code uh, THPN and bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code uh, THPN. Uh, all right, good stuff there. Uh, we're going to have a couple of show announcements here. DJ Mitchell's going to join us Friday. He just sent a DM, said, I want to be a guest. And I said, all right, come on. And Friday suggested he's around. So going to have DJ Mitchell back on the show Friday. Uh, with us on the uh, Friday edition. Going to have our uh, old friend Brett McLean back on the show in a couple weeks, Thursday, April 21st uh, at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, Brett, uh, who was uh, with me uh, a few Thursdays ago, I know Alex wanted to be on the show. That was the day that our apartment people were driving him nuts with all the noise and all the uh, work that was being done. So uh, hopefully we get Andrew, Jimmy, and Alex able to join Brett for the first time as well, a couple weeks when he rejoins the show on Thursday, April 21st. We got more guests lined up too as we get close to the Stanley Cup playoffs in May and beyond. So a lot of guesting uh, going up in terms of that, the guesting uh, content here uh, on the Ice Guys uh, moving forward. Looking forward to that for sure. All right, best bets to wrap up the Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go with the early TNT game tonight. We will go with Tampa Bay and Washington. Draw plus 345. Like I said, these are two teams that played close uh, for a while. And like I said, they're not really you know, worried about their playoff positioning. They've got everything settled. They're going to be in the postseason. It's a matter of who they play in the first round. Washington can't be caught from behind. Uh, Tampa Bay, it's more imperative for them to get points if they want to get home ice. But that doesn't seem to be an issue. So it feels like it could be a 3-3 game. And I expect it to go past 60 minutes. So we'll go with the draw with the Bolts and the Caps. Is my best bet tonight. All right, there we go. Tampa Bay, Washington draw for uh, Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet. Uh, Andrew, what do you like for best bet? Best bet material. I'm going to be bold today, guys. Vancouver on the money line. Give me the Canucks <laughs> underdog play here today after playing the Golden Knights just a couple days ago. Golden Knights, three-game day three game road trip for them, but it's the first game back at home. And like I mentioned, I'm impressed by them. They still haven't really beaten that many impressive teams. So I think they're, they could be due for kind of a letdown spot. And Vancouver, as Ian stated, this is the make-or-break game. And I feel like we do get a full effort out of them. Yeah, it absolutely is for Vancouver. This is win or you're officially toast as far as the Stanley Cup playoffs are concerned. So Andrew, going with the dog, Vancouver Canucks plus 150 uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights for best bet. Uh, my best bet is going to be, I'm going to go Detroit-Winnipeg uh, over six and a half. Uh, I like the Jets team total and I like the Jets puck line as well, but I just still feel Detroit could still find their way to a couple goals because they are capable of doing that. I think the Jets will get it four minimum, probably five if you ask me, uh, and then you'll get Detroit chipping some in as well. So we'll go with the Red Wings and Jets over six and a half uh, for my best bet here on this Wednesday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition. Massive card is always on a Thursday. Join us for that. Another massive card for our Thursday edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.